Hey guys, this is Steven, and I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, which is Anchor. Anchor is free and super user friendly, as well as it is a platform that distributes each episode to all the streaming platforms that you love, such as iTunes, Spotify, and many more. Last but not least, it also has all the tools in the app itself to help you start your own podcast today. So start your very own podcast today by downloading the Anchor app that is free as well as you can go to anchor.fm to get started today on your amazing podcast you've been waiting on to do for so long. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. We are so excited for you to be back here with us on the Planet PDX podcast. We have an awesome interview with uh, Andy Solomon. He is a really awesome dude. He loves to play guitar. His biggest inspiration is john mayer he is someone that loves to be in ministry he does lots of production he also is just a great guy that has lots of knowledge as well as a lot of music back, uh, background so he's gonna just drop a little beat right here on this uh, little intro that he did actually so uh here it comes <laughs> So Andy, we didn't get that beat that you were supposed to drop right there, but you know what? (laughs) It's okay. So here he is. So say what's up. Hey guys, how's it going? (laughs) Steven, thanks for having me on, man. Excited to be with you. Yeah, we're excited to have you on here, man. We we definitely live in proximity, but life is crazy. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, like we just always are together, but now we're able to have this interview. So we're just super like stoked for other people to know you as I know you in that really awesome way. Thanks, man. Dude, I know we've been talking a lot about this for a minute, so it's good. Ending it, ending out, ending 2019 with a bang, dude. Ooh, burrito yeah, brothers. With the burrito. That's, <laughs> what, that's what it's about right there. Exactly. Me and Steven are, are burrito brothers because we like to go have burritos and brews and hangs. and Yeah, we're know. the burrito boys. Come on. <laughs> so this, this should be the burrito boy episode. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what it should be called. Yes. Episode of Andy Solomon, a.k.a. <laughs> one of the burrito boys. Burrito boy. So Andy, um... Did you grow up in the Portland area or where are you from? Yeah, a little bit of my backstory is um, I have been in Portland for three years. But previous to that, um, born in L.A., raised in San Diego. Um, Yeah, I lived there most of my life until um, I met this amazing girl named Dana. (laughs) We got married. We felt like um, we had a desire to come up to Portland with some friends that were starting a, an amazing Jesus community up here and to kind of start our life up here together. And we've been here since 2016 and it's been a crazy ride, but it's been one of the most, um, yeah, amazing, challenging and crazy experiences of my life. But it's been amazing. I met you through it. So, hey, yeah. win, 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 <laughs> win, and now win. you're here. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. We're all winning. Yeah. Um, so you're currently living in the St. John's area. Yeah. Um, and then you said that a community led you to move up here yeah. from San Diego. Yeah. And then obviously your your wife at the time or your girlfriend. Yeah. She's like, come on with me. We have to, <laughs> we have to go up here. If we're going to make this actually happen, totally. we, we need you to come up here and commit. Because if you're going to commit to me, you're going to commit to this. Come on. Yeah. It was all <laughs> or nothing. No, but it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely um, had some friends 
who um, I met in San Diego, and they had a desire to come here to Portland to um, start something new. And Dana was kind of part of that um, sending team. And I was, you know, also part of it in a sense, but I wasn't committed yet. But of course, as the relationship with me and Dana flourished, that vision became more reality. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we got we got married and moved, but it was kind of like Portland was tied to like this new season of life. Awesome. Not only not only like the aspect of moving, but the aspect of like, you know, being a husband and kind of being out my own, you know, born and raised in San Diego pretty much. So uh, strong family ties, strong community and friendships back there. So that was really hard to leave. But it's definitely been a new experience, a new chapter. And but it's been awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So shout out to the commonplace because that was the movement that you came up here with. And that was been, it's been a huge, you've been a huge piece of that with like all the music side Mm -hmm. production, you lead worship there. Mm -hmm. You, you were probably like the head of the worship team. Yeah. And now you were able to pass the baton over. Yeah. um, Which is awesome to be able to shepherd other people into that role of ministry and stuff, which is so cool to see, like, in such a short amount of time, now you're, like, able to disciple others into moving into leadership and yeah. to actually seeing a movement happen. And that's just so awesome to see what happens in such a short amount of time. Totally. Yeah, it's been it's been really good, man. I think I have always loved music, but then um, kind of discovering a little bit more of a purpose behind it in college. Um, as far as like having it be for something besides myself, you know, having it be useful for others and connecting with others, yeah. connecting others to you know family and community. And um, yeah, being here, kind of helping develop that from scratch has been really cool. But also being able to invite others in that process and give them kind of the baton and give them vision for for how can they empower others to, to do what they're doing yeah. in a context of just being a musician, you know, mm-hmm. who cares like, what what avenue or where it is it's like the fact that you can like inspire someone else develop someone else pour your life into someone else and watch them grow and flourish in whatever capacity that is that's always like a super fulfilling and um it's been an amazing journey to see that and have that happen yeah awesome so can you tell us a little bit about your journey as a creative like i know that you play guitar and you do Mm -hmm. production but how did that all flourish you said in college yeah well uh, it's pretty much since high school. I remember I was 15 and, um, I had a teacher, Mr. Bergman. What up, Mr. Bergman, Mr. Shout B out. shout out. And he, um, he was kind of the spark for me to start playing it. Um, he was a great teacher. He brought his acoustic guitar out and he played some songs and I was like, yo, this is really cool. Like I've kind of always grown up around that. My dad, um, guitar player and amazing singer so um i always grew around him singing and playing guitar and definitely um his style is more of like the boleros so like a lot of the mexican mm-hmm. um traditional songs you know songs like besame mucho i don't know if you've heard that but it's I like heard it, but all that stuff <laughs> um he loves that stuff so i grew up around that um my mom is um just has an amazing ear for music i feel like i got a lot of my skill from my dad but i feel like a lot i got a lot of my taste and my um yeah a lot of my taste and a lot of my formation through my style yeah yeah i got like the the competency from my dad but i got the character from my mom you know so i feel like my dad taught me how and my mom taught me why 
of of like the reason of music because my mom exposed me to like disco and funk and jazz and folk kind of singer songwriter stuff so yeah my mom was the one who like introduced me like michael jackson earth wind and fire um james taylor um prince yeah duke ellington all the all these all these amazing artists that we'd grow up kind of listening to um john may exposure was cold play yes exactly, yeah <laughs> and my dad exposed me to like a lot of the skill but yeah in high school was like the pivotal moment where i actually wanted to pick up an instrument for myself um and um quickly discovered about this young guy from um connecticut called john mayer who was starting <laughs> to make a name for himself um and something about the way he played the way he wrote songs the way he communicated i really connected with that and that was like shortly after i picked up guitar i i, I picked up a cd called any given thursday which was his live album and that to me was like the spark of oh this is like this is actually something that people do and devote their life and actually connect their emotions and stories with in a tangible way. Instead of something I'd always been around to, he showed it that this was like more like something that I could see myself doing, you know? Wow. Yeah. So fell in love with John Mayer. Um, love at first soundbite. And, um, <laughs> and um, really, really kind of dove into the, 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 the love of guitar, you know, the love of learning songs, the love of learning how to play, like learning chords and scales and theory and all that. And um, then out of high school, I kind of formed my first band, which was a band called Fusei okay. with uh, really close, amazing childhood friends of mine, Javier, Hector, Ryan and myself and um, a really good friend, Matt amazing childhood friend that we kind of all like were part of it with production and um, writing. And we, 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 we um, played in San Diego. We played in LA kind of did the whole like gigging thing. And then after that, um, that kind of um, fell apart, really felt like I wanted to kind of go into um, um, worship music and kind of develop music more as an educational style and aspect. So in college, that's where that, that kind of developed. And out of and then in college, was in a couple bands and everything, and playing a lot with ensembles with buddies in college like Jared and and John, who were great musicians. Exposed me to a lot of other music, and then out of college, um, was with a band called the Major Minus, and that's kind of where I started. Um, I had always written like in all these other bands, I was always writing the songs or helping write the songs, but with this band Major Minus, I started going more into production. And that's kind of where the spark of production came in. So um, I guess I guess that's where like that developed more of like how I want to like not only write and create songs, but how I want the aesthetic and the feel and the sound of it to really be elevated and arranged. And yeah, out of that band, um, that's when I kind of met friends um, at uh, a church plant in San Diego, Catalyst. That's where I saw Dana and out with um anton and courtney and tim and brian and all of them and then that's kind of what led to be, being in portland wow so that's kind of been like the history of Ooh. my musical journey Dang. but it's been it's been amazing and then here um getting a chance to produce more you know helping write but helping kind of really facilitate bringing the right pieces and um having a chance to really produce um for um the commonplace music which is 
uh, which is kind of like the the entity and the group that we're really um, trying to f- push and and really hone in on those production talents, which has been really cool. So it's kind of like face like started out as a fan, guitar player, writer, um, you know, musician, then producer, and now even more deeper in the production and arrangement and stuff like that. So that's kind of been like the the creative evolution and the journey to yeah. now. But it's been a 15 year one. So it's been great, but it's definitely been long. (laughs) Well, it's a never ending journey that you have to go through. And like within that, you you tend to see like what really music means to you as a as a person, as an artist. And like you were saying before, you like you saw John Mayer and you heard his stuff. You're like, okay, this is my feel and style. It's what I love. It's the playful, very like experimental as well as like super clean and totally just like you can just hear the crispness as in all of his skills and chords and you're like how did he play that so good and <laughs> yes. like it's just like the transitions yeah. are like seamless every yes, single time totally and it just makes you just fall in love with that sound by every single second but as a producer you see it as a like it's kind of like a visual for your ears and you're like mm-hmm. okay like how can i make this be something that I can actually listen to for longer than just three minutes. I want to come back and repeat it so I can hear every single thing or totally. whatever goes yeah. on. So dissecting that, it. Yeah, like, dissecting yeah. every piece of it. And so is that where you're at now? Is that what music, like, I hate the question, like, what what does music mean to you? But, yeah. like, no, in that kind good. of, like, quest of, like, figuring out from the artist to production, that's a very big um, jump. Do you find yourself uh, putting yourself more so in the producer like place because you like love to hear the details and you like love to hear every single thing dissected and be like wow that sounds amazing you're like or are you like more so in the space of i want to have fun i just want to like be able to play and to do take after take after take Mm -hmm. and trying to perfect it and then so and then you're like okay actually i can't get to that place so i'll have the the producer like help me out and assist me yeah I think, yeah, it's a little bit of both. I think music has always meant to me, has always meant something different in each season of my life. Like originally, like if you were to talk to 18 year old Andy, I was going to be like, yo, I'm going to have this band. We're going to make it. I'm going to be the lead songwriter, singer, whatever it may be, performer. And it's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be like about me and what I can do with these pieces and these friends that I have watch what we can do in a mm-hmm. sense. So it was very much more of like a, of a, of like just me, you know? And I think in the middle of that story in the next season, it was like, okay, what can I do with others? So it was like more about me with others. And now it's more like, how is it more about others? You know? So mm-hmm. each season that's kind of evolved into that. And it's still a lot about me in a sense, because I'm really trying to hone in on my skills. But I think the biggest rush and the biggest drive and the biggest passion piece in music right now is if I hear a song I like, I want to know why it's out, why I like it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's, it's not even so much about what each part does. That's part of that. You figure that out in the discovery of why you like the song, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, one of my favorite songs, um, I don't, I'm trying to think like, you know, Oh, let's take, a John Mayer song, right? I don't trust myself with loving you. Okay. Like it's taken me a lot of a lot of time to really figure out why that sounds good. 
And it comes down to three things. It comes down to, um, it comes down to what the rhythm is, what the progression is, and what the melody is, right? Okay. And most of the songs have those three elements. Right. But they're all variations on that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, why does this make you feel good at this point of the song? Like, why when the chorus hits, does it feel like a release, you know? Oh, it's because this progression is building tension to that. And in the chorus, it's release. And then in the bridge, it's a different progression that takes you even higher or takes you lower or breaks it down and comes back full around with another progression. And why does the solo sound so good? Well, actually, it's because the notes that you're playing actually fit right over the progression. Same with the melody, you know? So it's like Mm -hmm. discovering these little nuances of why things sound so good. Because it's like, okay, you have an initial reaction. You feel it in your body. Mm -hmm. Okay, that felt good. Right. Then you go into like, um yeah then you go in like a break it down mode you go into like a study mode You're like why does this sound good and then you discover all that so i think i think that initial reaction is something that i always try to um try to keep pure in a sense like i don't want to listen to a song and try to analyze it right away i want to listen to it absorb it feel it in my body feel it in my heart feel it in my soul and then come back to it and dissect it you know and then i want to realize what the songs i'm making how can I get that same feeling even after I've spent hours and hours and weeks on the same song? You know? So I think that's where I've been. That's where I'm at now. Where before it was me trying to master a song. Like I was trying to dominate a song. Now I'm trying to understand a song. You know? Wow. Yeah. So it's like, you know, so now I think that's where I'm at. And that's what kind of music means to me right now. I'm, I'm really trying to understand it and recreate it with those same elements, but in a way that's my own, mm-hmm. you know? Cause, and, and I think that's really cool because I think I heard John Mayer also say like in sounding like your heroes, you end up sounding like yourself, you know? So I sound like me because I've, I've, Ooh. I've, you know, I've dug deep into, into John Mayer. I've dug deep into Chris Martin. I've dug deep into Prince. I've dug deep into Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I've dug deep into Kanye West, you know? And, <laughs> oh. and all those guys, I'm like, I want to sound like them, but all that combination, a little bit of this and that makes me. And mm-hmm. then that's what I get to bring and bring hopefully a new feeling to others. Right. You know, cause when someone else hears our music, I want it to be like, yo, that sounds so good. Why? You know, mm-hmm. you know, like, why did I react that way? Why did my body feel that way? You know? And that's always like the chase, you know, yeah. cause there's always new songs that make you feel differently. And it's like, okay, let's go chase it. Let's go figure out the why. Right. Cause you want to figure out what, those songs are doing also like what made you initially like actually love those songs yep. and mastering songs is it's fun. But once you do it, you're like, what's left? Exactly. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, well let's go to the next big thing. But when you actually dissect it and you like understand it, you're like, there's a whole new discovery to be here because yes. you can actually like see what each piece is doing. It's making you feel it's creating all these like, senses emotions in you it's actually like helping you to understand where they're coming from why they wrote the song like they did Mm -hmm. and i think that's how i like to listen to music as well and that kind of space of like okay these lyrics are like super great why are these lyrics so great and then like how why why they come with this chord progression or Mm -hmm. this and this or like yes as a drummer i'm like why they stick with this kind of like heavy thing or light thing or different kinds of percussions yes that they would like use to um, I guess like make you feel something 
Because I think that's what music is. It's supposed to make you feel. It's supposed yes. to help you understand that you're human. And I think that's like the best thing about music is it actually like helps you understand the greater depths of your humanity because you can actually like bring out things that just walking in the street or listening to the radio. Totally. Or, you know, yeah. whatever. The day-to-day things make you just kind of feel like you're robotic. But music okay. helps you to understand that, you know, you actually have things that you have inside you that can only be described or be brought out through it. Yes, yeah. It's like music is making the thing that's invisible, like, tangible, you know? exactly. It's making an emotion that maybe lives in your head or your heart or in your body, and it's giving it a physical, something physical. It's like music, you can't hear, you can't hold it, right? but you kind of can hold it because you can play it, Mm -hmm. you know? You can recall it. Mm Mm-hmm. But your emotions, you can't like recall or hold them, right? Right. You can just react to them. Mm-hmm. But with music, it's something, even though you can't like, I can't hold a song, but I can hold these elements that play music and mm-hmm. I can control control that. Right. And that's where it becomes special because yeah. it's taking something that was invisible and making it tangible, you know? And that, so and that, that is exciting, you know? Yeah, that's huge. And that's like what? That's what art really is at its core, right? Mm-hmm. It's taking the invisible and making it visible. It's taking the emotion and making it tangible. You know, Dang. it's like, let's go. What it? What it? <laughs> oh, oh I, I was watching. Yo, I just got Disney Plus, so I'm I'm on a Walt <laughs> Disney little kick right now. Imagineering series. If you got it, watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> Walt Disney's a G. Um, but he said something like, "If you can, if you can, if you can." I'm I'm quoting this wrong, but if you can feel, if you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. Yeah. And that's what music does, mm-hmm. right? Because you see the invisible and then you can do something that no one ever thought of. Right. Know? Exactly. So that's what, that's what I love it about it. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. And that's actually like super important. So it sounds like you've been mentoring a lot of people throughout your whole entire like creative journey for the past, I would say probably like six plus years or yeah. so. Yeah. Um, so do you work with people that are specifically in the production or the artists or you, or even like the new, like, how do you, how do you find like the mentoring, um, state as a artist? Like, do you find that to be like exciting Mm -hmm. or do you find it to be like, okay, like I'm going to have lots of patience and just like have to pray through this because I don't (laughs) even know if I can like continue to work with this guy because all he wants to be is by himself, you know, throughout this whole thing. Or like, how do you kind of like go about I mentoring? Mean, yeah, there's definitely different avenues of it. I think originally, I mean, I've had an opportunity to be like a worship leader at a couple of churches. And that's always been like a mentoring aspect where it's been more about like what you can do before, which is good because I even had a chance to like teach an after school guitar program for like three years <laughs> back in San Diego, fourth, mm-hmm. fifth, and sixth graders. And they were, those kids were amazing, you know, and I got to, you know, worship lead music direct, kind of more music direct at, at a church. And that's yeah. like, you know, helping people with their competency. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely been able to, to do those two things where it's like helping people prepare for something immediate as in terms of a service and also help people build the building blocks in terms of like teaching kids, you know, teaching them theory and, you know, how to play a C chord and D yeah. chord, you know, the basic <laughs> stuff, so how to read, you know, you know, troubles, tr- trouble clef and everything. So, um, mm-hmm. that has been like an aspect of mentoring, but I think right now, um, kind of like 
trying to think more like a producer and kind of embrace that production. Being a producer is more about getting the right people for the right thing and bringing them together and giving them vision for what the song could be and applying everyone's pieces into that, you know? So I think through that, there's a different type of, of mentorship where it's like you're mentoring them in, in what, what could be, you know, it's kind of like, you know, here's a storyboard, here's what I see. Um, and I need you to, I need you to draw the paint. I need you to, um, you know, do, do the sketching. I need you to, um, do the background, you know, I need you to do the watercolor. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's kind of like that. And I think in that sense, like you do get to mentor cause you kind of are of a coach of a team. You know, I, I get to coach in a song and, um, and in that you get to help people and inspire people and push people to what they could do. And it's not really necessary teaching them, but it's investing in them for something for something that you get to do together. You know? Yeah. Where I think that's kind of like that can be a role in everything. But I think with this it's like a little bit more immediate. And I think right now, like I'm just trying to find the right people to to invest in. Um in both musically and and spiritually, and and if I can do that in the same space, which I'm really trying to always do, mm-hmm. then that's a win, you know. Because yeah. I c- if I can invest not only in your musical growth and ability into doing something together, but I can invest in your life, like how are you, like right. what's going on at home, like what do you need help with, in a sense of like, you know, what is God telling you to do, or what is God speaking to you? How can I help you with that? in those same spaces like and then that that really seems like to be like the sweet spot for me you know yeah. a lot of times like people are not so we talked about this in the last episode like people are not always gonna be so upfront about their like their garbage or their trash or what's yeah. going on in their life so like music is an outlet for them so they you find in that mentoring like you hear their lyrics you hear their songs you yeah hear how you they're hear playing, their heart yeah and you're like whoa okay like like you said like investing in them spiritually and emotionally and being able to understand like, well, what's going on at home or like what's going on here? Like, yeah. let's actually like talk about this yeah, and totally. be able to walk. Or just hearing their story. Yeah. Of like, yeah. And like, I think that's a great aspect for music and art because mm-hmm. art is another expression of someone's story, which is totally. why we both love it and we get to hear it in the, un- in the intangible way mm-hmm. because people's emotions are all over. It. It's just like bleeding out when you actually hear a song, you're like, wow, this song is full of emotion. It's very dramatic yeah. or it's very happy or it's, mm-hmm. they're just excited about life and they wrote it from a very happy place. And like all these kinds of things that come out of it. And I think as a mentor, it's great to look at it as a coach. Yes, because yeah. I think like a lot of people think of sports as the only thing they could be a coach at or yes. specific things. And I'm like, no, like there's you can coach people in all things in life. In every aspect of life. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. And I think when you look at it in that way of like, this is my team of people and I want them to be like, not just musically well, but actually like spiritually and in a really well mindset, a really well way of life. And they're yeah. actually like walking in growth. Yes. You're going to actually yeah. have like a fruitful team that's going to actually want to go and move forward together. With you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's we, we go further together. Yeah. Exactly. But I think that's the biggest thing. And I think the thing with production and producing is that they're, I mean, the biggest the biggest um, asset to any relationship is what it's relational time yeah. and investment. 
mm-hmm. and working on a project, especially with music together, is already an environment where you're spending a lot of time together. You know, yeah. Where whatever it is from beginning to end of the song, you know, that usually takes a lot of time. Yeah. So you're already investing time with someone, and that is the biggest piece with building any relationship. And once you build a relationship and trust with someone, and um, then you can really like, um, you know, hopefully be there and and be what they need and give them what they need and be open with them and they can be open with you. You know, you can have this relationship that is really starts off with the song, but ends up being about a friendship and a relationship. You yeah, know? exactly. That, and that's what you, you see that we see that in, in, in normal music, you know, like, like I always, I always try to see like things bigger than like the Christian bubble or the Christian sphere, mm-hmm. you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like, you see that you, I mean, look at, look, Dude, look at Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones. Like, mm-hmm. they made three albums together. Yeah. Why? Because the first album, they spent a lot of time together, got to know each other. The second album was Thriller, and they <laughs> knocked it out of the park with yeah. that one, right? And then they came together and made bad because they had chemistry, they had friendship, they had relationship. Michael listened to Quincy. Mm-hmm. Quincy understood Michael's talent and his desires and his needs and, you know, what he wanted to give in the music and Quincy was able to be that father figure for him in his life musically yeah, and in a friendship way, you know? Right. Exactly. So that's why you see producers and artists do a lot of projects together because it's that investment in time and relationship that is building through the process that actually ends up being probably the, the more greater um, piece, you know, like yeah. because an album is an amazing piece of, of, of art, but in a sense, it also has a, a, a time frame, right? It has mm-hmm. a beginning and an end. And once the cycles end, or once people are done listening with it, for a sense, it's like kind of over, you know. But what's left at the end is this relationship you build with people right. through the process, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the bigger, that's the bigger treasure. That's the bigger picture. That's the the what's more important in life because, you know, I don't want to build one album with people. I want to I want to make five albums people you right. know exactly i want to have that longevity but it all starts with relationship right? exactly friendship and that investment of time and like podcasting is like the most like it's like this the shortest amount of like time investment compared to all other arts yeah which is crazy <laughs> you know even though That's i true. love you so much like this is so great like but we've had the time beforehand to do like music and stuff together yes but, like, yeah we've played together yeah we've done sound <laughs> together recorded together mm-hmm. you know hung out together camping yeah, but you there's know, like, stuff. dude, you got lost in the woods. That I know, bad. bro. <laughs> hey, you went camping. I went, I went searching. <laughs> bro, I was, was ready. I was ready to give it all up. I was oh ready. I was gosh. ready to sleep in the car. Yeah, that was crazy. See, like, but in that kind of context, people think that being an artist is like this: make it so fast and like going and going and just like pushing out songs and stuff. But like, a, a single song takes hours hours it takes yeah dude i just i mean going back on the kanye tip because kanye's the goat you know he said you know that song power yeah um eh, oh i just i eh, saw that snappy Five thousand hours to make that one song i looked i calculated it out on my phone that is seven months of work 24 hours a day of course they didn't do it 24 hours a day right but let's just say they did 12 hours a day. That's 14 months, you know? So yeah. uh, Kanye worked on one song, 5,000 hours. Imagine the team that he was with, you know? I know a lot of those people that he he worked with. I mean, I don't know them personally. I know, <laughs> I, was like, who, yeah, I know who they are, you know, working a lot with, um, 
yeah, amazing producers mm-hmm. and musicians. And that's a lot of time with people. Like, mm-hmm. yo, seven months on one song. Yeah. Yo, I will know your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that song. <laughs> You know, <laughs> exactly. And that's the relational, relational part of it. It's like so important to be able to trust, to be able to know each other intimately. And so you can actually like know how to work with them together instead of like being complete strangers and be like, okay, I hope all this stuff's going to work out. Yeah. And I think that's where it's really important for Poema and all the things like to come together because there's a lot of people that think that it takes this quick easy yeah. thing but like and actually it's like a solo th- like i got to do it all by myself you know and it's yeah. like you always need people it's like even even more so i will i will say this that great art requires great friendship ooh you know yes because you cannot do it by yourself right you need people you trust mm-hmm. people who know you and people who you know right to really develop and especially nowadays i think maybe earlier it was easier to do it with less people I think more now you need more people. Yeah. Because, dude, just of the, you know, you need people who, who know their equipment, their gear, their musicianship, their technology, their mixing, their mastering, you know, their arrangement, you know, their production. It's like you need a whole team. Right. But it's like, so you can't create anything by yourself. Right. Great art requires great friendship, you know? So it's yeah. like, it's a good word. I think, I think it's about what you say. It's like, that's 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 the real that's the real beauty of it. That's the real win out of out of creating. Yeah, you, know? you just be able to go together further. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure, you can go fast individually, but you're not going to actually have any steam because you're just trying to go and push and push and push, and you're going to be burning out and destroying relationships left and right as you continue to Correct. go individually. Yeah, within it, and I think a lot of the times, like people think it's easier to go solo, but at the same time, like you're going to hit so many more walls and obstacles as you go, because you actually need to have all the people you just know that you just said, like, and you need a full squad. You need yeah, a full squad a to come squadron. You need a family. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to come around yeah. you and be like, Hey, like I do photography. Hey, yeah. I, do I do video. Vid- yeah, exactly. And just hey, like, I'll, I'll be, I'll be a roadie. You know, it's like, <laughs> you need everything. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, so I'll just go around and just drive you around. I exactly, love to drive. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be your manager. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'll be your booking agent. It's like you need a team, but it, it makes sense. Like you, you see like these artists on tours, and like yeah, their their road family becomes their real family because they need a team, and that's the team who's with them, and they're spending all this time with them. Right, <laughs> there's so many months yeah. on end together yeah. and all this stuff. So let's kind of bring it back a little bit to you. Um, because this is all about you, man. And hey, this is so great. The Andy show. <laughs> <laughs> Poem Andy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so where do you see yourself going like currently? I know that's a big question to ask someone that mm-hmm. loves to be in the present, but as a creative person, like where do you see yourself progressing in the next, let's just say next year. Cause five years is unrealistic. Yeah. So much stuff can happen. <laughs> That's just a Bro, I don't even question. know what I'm having for breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm having nothing. Cause I usually, uh, but, um, water. Yeah. Water, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> um, so that's a good question. I think, um, one of the dreams that I have is I really want to start. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of in, in the beginning of starting it with, um, 
my uh, business partner, Anton. And, um, you know, <laughs> shout out to Anton, <laughs> Anton Larson, um, Pharaoh. Um, yeah, yeah. Me and Anton have really tried to start a um, really seeing like what could be, especially in this community through music. We have a lot of talented people, musicians, especially artists um, in this community. So I really want to start a record label. Me and Anton are, are, are in the beginning stages of that, developing a studio and really, really producing albums as a collective in terms of the commonplace music and also individual pieces of art. I know Bobby, you know, amazing singer songwriter, yeah. got the whole folk vibe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I really want to see him, um, you know, work on a project and I would really love to like help out with that. Um, yeah. And anyone else who kind of is part of this collective, help them like um, facilitate and produce their own voice, you know? So it's like, I think, I mean, dream, you know, in the next year, I want to start developing even more like, you know, a real studio um, in North Portland, St. John's, yeah. you know, something that we can use to just have creatives and musicians and, and artists come together. Yeah. Um, also creating, yeah. Also um, developing more of the commonplace music. Um, I know we're working on an EP right now. So releasing that hopefully in the spring and Ooh. you know i'm wanting to do you know a little mini tour and stuff it's like like things like that to help like bring the movement and that people know that we're doing something here in st john's you know yeah i may not be from st john's but i want to contribute to st john's and i think that we have the makings of a music community that could be really powerful really movemental and really a uh, focal point for creating great art you know yeah whether it's spiritual, whether it's, um, I hate using this word secular, but whether it's just a regular mm -hmm. piece of art that is from someone's life, yeah, you know, whether it's, you know, hip hop, folk, soul, R&B, pop, rock, mm -hmm. you know, I would love to like be a producer of all those projects. And I really love lots of types of music right now. I'm really into soul and hip hop and funk and stuff like that. But I would love to like, you know, produce a singer songwriter album. I love to produce um, a pop album. I love to produce an R and B album. You know, a hip hop album. So, I just want to create a community where those artists can come, and then I can help facilitate their vision. You know, and kind yeah. of be a coach in their game. You know, yeah, that's really really powerful, and that's gonna be yeah awesome to see what happens in this area because that's the same thing that. Like not the same thing, but like it's more of like an awesome opportunity to be able to come alongside Poema and be able to be like, hey, like this is what we're doing, and like yeah. send them to the label. Yes, over exactly. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're able to like, hey, like no. we know a label, we can like contribute. Hey, and we'll, <laughs> we'll 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 create the artist, and then we'll send them to you guys to create the content. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> go film a podcast. Go do a video. Mm -hmm. You know, like go do all that stuff. With Give them the whole to do you know? list. Exactly. And then yeah. Like boom, you're gonna be like, all right, perfect. We have all these deadlines met because we are just going to be able to give them a timeline and when we need it because that's what people need. That's creative. So yep. That structure, structure, even though it is not in the creative like loop because we're always just like late to everything yeah. and we are always all about staying later than we're supposed to all the yeah. time because that's just how we roll. That's how we roll. Yeah, we're you never know when inspiration hits. Yeah, exactly. You got to be present, ready. <laughs> but I think too, yeah, it's like I think like yeah, focus wise is like really you know developing a, a place 
to to really hone my production skills mm-hmm. with people with a team with family with community yeah and really de- start developing the collective and also the artists you know and i really want to focus in on that you know like i don't have to be the one who writes every song i don't have to be the one who plays on every song but i would love to be um helping oversee every song and really help hey let's try it this way let's do this hey why don't you come play this why don't you come do this you know let's like rearrange it blah blah blah. kind of like let's have a full chorus know, have a horn exactly, let's have a quiet yeah, totally yeah let's do it like let's have an orchestra Ooh. yeah yes that's exciting so, really honing in on the production side of music mm-hmm. even more so and i know music right now it's like dude music is in a crazy place right music yeah. has um you know you need so much content for that you know you need photography you need you know you know about it you need youtube <laughs> visual content you know you yeah. need uh, social media you need 10 different things you right need, now you need to wear all the hats all at the same time but yeah it's a you, lot but that's even more conducive to the word it's like that's why you need a crew you need a family you need yeah. people around you. you can't do it alone yeah no <laughs> there's not or, enough hours in the day right exactly if kanye needs like <laughs> all this time then you definitely need like twice as much as that time. exactly yeah <laughs> yeah you need five times as much as kanye he works he's on another level yeah, exactly. So, Andy, is this your like your full time like career right now? Like, is this what you do full time, or are you doing like some stuff on the side to like be able to like, fund s- the art? To fund yeah. the art. Yeah, I'm I'm working part time at a at a place called Schoolhouse Electric. It's an amazing place, and I get to be there and just kind of help out and be part of the team. But also, it gives me a lot of time and resources and energy to focus on the art so that's a great place but um yeah i get to kind of be in both worlds and it's also great there's a great i have a lot of really good friends there yeah and it's a good team and it's a great environment mm-hmm. and um so i think it's also important like i understand what what it is to like have a day job to fund the dream you know yeah i'm not doing this full time but right. i hope one day too but also i'm not in a rush you know it's like things are going really great right now and there's a great balance, you know, and I get to be in a lot of spaces that are really cool and with a lot of really cool people. Yeah. And also get to like be part of community and like different spheres and like be able to share and hear what people are wanting. I think a lot of times like people think that being a full time like artist is like the, the win, but like at the same time, like you have to know what the people want. You got to be with the people to yeah, know what they want and to exactly. know what they're listening. You got to keep your ear on the streets, right? Yeah. You got to exactly. keep an ear in the streets and an ear in the studio. Yeah. But exactly. it's like, that's so true. It's like you, if you are, you're in a bubble, you don't know what people need or want. Right. And you're just creating or what's going on. It's just going to yeah. go straight down the drain. Totally. That's good, man. That's a good point. Yeah. So it's like you got to have your foot in both, both worlds. Always. Always. Yeah. And even if you do get to that point, like still don't be too prideful or too crazy to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm just too good for that. You know, yeah, like you're never you, above anything. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's good, man. Yeah. So we already talked about poem, I mean, you know what it is. We were definitely part of like the, the pioneering. And then we talked yeah, about this in, totally back in January. Yeah. Gosh, almost a full year. Crazy. <laughs> um, but how would it help you as an artist other than just giving you artists for your label? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, Poema. Awesome. I think, even right now as Poema is, dude, I even love just that the fact that you have a platform. I think that's such a big, a big thing because you have a platform for people to share their stories, share their process, and share their dreams, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing because, dude, not a lot of people 
know the backstory of artists, you know? Right. And it's not usually until they're big, mm-hmm. you know? You don't find out interviews about artists when they're starting out. Right. You always get these interviews until they smash these records, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think what's amazing is that you are providing a platform for artists who may be on the up and coming, who are in the development stage, right? To share their stories and to not share just a piece of it, to share the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, dude, I bet you, like, in five years, when you know someone on on your podcast goes big, they're gonna pull up clips from the from these stuff, yeah. And they're gonna because there's gonna be content that someone took time and investment and fostered it to to share that. So I think. I think right now that that's an amazing thing that you're you're doing and producing. Thanks, so, you and um, Amber, Amber, yeah, are killing it. So, I think the more you you guys can share the stories of the underdog, yeah, I think the more empowering it is to others to come forward and share their stories, and for you to just be with them when they were the underdog. You know, yeah, I think we just want to like create this place where people don't have to feel like they have to be something to be part of it. Yes, exactly. Because like I don't have to be big to have my story shared. I can share my stories now, even when I'm on the up, up and up. Right. And when yeah. they come into this community, they come to this physical space, like they're actually going to be like, Hey, like I actually matter. My voice counts. I don't mm-hmm. have to be at this certain level. I think that's really important for people to feel that kind of like, um, welcoming kind of presence where totally. they can like, go in and be like, Hey, I just want to learn how to do this. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Here's our team. We can help you do this. Like, let's support your dream instead of being like, well, I guess you just aren't cut out for it. Yeah. You know, people people are told that by everyone and everyone, there needs to be a place where people like, I think dude, like shout out to you, bro. It's like, you're always, I mean, you're a great friend and like, you know, we've been friends for a, for a year now, like solid. Yeah. And it's been great to know you, but you always care about the little guy. You know, I see that in you always care about the outsider. You always care mm-hmm. about the person that is that is um, maybe alone in the corner, you know. And I think personally and musically, you know, I think you see the people who are doing things, amazing things on the sidelines that maybe people don't notice. But you you hold you grab their hand and bring them in. Yeah. You know? And I think that's that's an amazing thing that you bring people together who the music, the bigger music community or whatever business of music whatever it may be may not may be overlooking you see that and that's an amazing aspect because that's how we should be in every aspect of life you know Mm -hmm. we always gotta notice the little guy and fight for the little guy fight for the outsider fight for the one who doesn't fit in fight for one who looks different who may act different who may think different um those are the people we have to keep elevating and keep um fighting to hear their story so thanks man. man big ups to you bro hey thanks bro yeah I do appreciate that a lot and i think that's what we're wanting to do and that was like the whole vision of all this from the very jump is just to create a place where people can create yeah i think that's like the biggest thing is people have been told for so long that it's too risky it's too scary it's mm. too much it's not the right path because you can't see income coming in right away or maybe yeah. not for a <laughs> long period of time yeah and it's not safe. And I think that's where Amber and I were like, forget safety. Like we, we do this because we love it. Yeah. And I think that's way more important to actually pursue something that you love instead of trying to do something out of a motive for money or a motive for anything that's physical. Because totally. if you do that, 
it's going to be something that isn't going to be any longevity kind of yeah. process. Yeah. And I think when it's you be hi all hype, it's going to yeah. be clout. It's all yeah. clout. And then if you do it for money, you just, you literally just think you're just higher than everyone else. When you start making all this money, you just treat people like they're no one. Yeah. And I think that's so like sad to watch people do that because a lot of these people, all these kids are like growing up, they're seeing these people and they're like, man, I want to be like them. But then they meet them for the first time in real life. They're like, man, he was so awful to me. Yeah. Or he was so mean. Or like, yeah. I just didn't even get to like see him in that kind of light <laughs> that I want to see him. Yeah. And I saw him for my whole life. Like if you saw John Mayer for the first time and you got to hang out with him and he was just like, ignoring me yeah, yeah the whole time like what do you want you're like oh man i've been <laughs> you'd be like heartbroken i'm gonna go throw away my guitar <laughs> <laughs> can you sign my shirt please <laughs> i just want to sign it i just want to hug john <laughs> just give me a give hug. me a hug i can't, oh, that's I good, can't touch you i can't touch you andy <laughs> that's good man oh man so um what advice like we're just gonna start wrapping it up here totally um, what advice do you have for artists, uh, producers, creatives in, in all spheres? I know we've dropped a lot of wisdom in this yeah. because you are very wise and you have lots hey. of those awesome words right on, hey. right on point <laughs> yeah. all the time. I'm like, yeah, it's been that fire. I think um, I would always say if you are young and starting out, master your craft, like in terms of like, yes, Art is always, is a never ending um, story. There's always lessons to be learned, you know, musically and in, in reality. But when you're young, the benefit you have is time. So spend as much as you time learning from everyone that you love, you know, and um, really develop your craft to the highest it can be. Um, listen to a lot of music listen to a lot of different music and learn from that you know yeah listen to country guys like brad paisley um keith urban you know listen mm -hmm. to you know rock guys you know like eric clapton and you know stevie ray and mm -hmm. listen to the john mayers listen to all sorts of music to hip-hop kanye and j cole and all, you know like listen to everything and learn from from them musically on your instrument or whatever it be or voice yeah whatever yeah, it may like be and learn that and then that's like part one. And then once you feel confident in that, go out and start being with people. Yeah. It, in terms of networking, playing shows, playing in different ensembles, you know, even in college, joining a, a college ensemble, a class and just playing like, just, and then let's like, there's a time where you, you, you practice your competency, you practice your craft. And then after a, after a couple of years where you feel, start feel confident, go out there and be with people. Yeah. And because it's like, number one, you're going to make connections you never thought. You're going to make friendships you never thought. And you're going to um, get experience. That is really important. But I do think you have to have some tools in the belt before you jump into that. But you have to always have the vision of jumping into that. Yeah. yeah. And when you jump into that, do that for a while. And if it starts feeling burdensome, go back into your room, go back in the lab, work on the craft, and then go back. But it always has to be back and forth. Yeah. You know? And I would say, and the better you get, the less time you have to spend in both worlds, like the quicker you can go back and forth. But I would say at the beginning, if you're young, time is your biggest friend. So spend as much as time is on your, on your craft because the older you get, the less time you have. Right. So if you have those skills and those abilities, 
young, those are going to take you a long way. Everything else is all about connection, networking, relationship. Yep. And that that actually can only happen when you're older, right? Because you can only get into certain places, like literally when you're 21 and up, you know? Right, exactly. So that will happen in time. Don't rush that, but make sure you got, make sure you got your goods, you know, make sure you can, you know, your stuff musically, you know, your scales, you know, your theory, you know, your styles, you know, your genres so that any situation you in, you're prepared. Yeah, that's really good. I think it's really important. Time is something that we love to waste as people. Yeah. We love to give it away. Like, For real. And it's like, yeah, if you're like, dude, put away the Instagram, put away <laughs> social media, put away the video games, like open up YouTube. You can learn anything on YouTube. Yeah. Spend time with YouTube. Listen to a lot of music, whatever. Go get lessons, get books, whatever it may be, and just like go in, you know? Yep, exactly. It's a good word, man. Yeah. It's really important for all all people, even us, to hear that all yeah. the time because a lot of people are distracted by social media. Mm-hmm. Or trying to look a certain way yeah. or being busy. And yeah, exactly. We're it's just like busy with being busy, which is so stupid. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to get you anywhere. Exactly. So we have a lot of shout outs to give out because Andy is doing so much stuff hey. right now as we shout outs, shout outs. <laughs> so, Andy, what what can we shout out right now? You are doing um, your EP. Yeah, the EP, the Commonplace Music EP. We're releasing hopefully a single by the end of the year. Okay. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, follow uh, like the Instagram and social media is the commonplace, but on on the music platforms, it's the commonplace music. Okay, so shout out to that. Keep a lookout for an that. EP out there already. Yeah, there's already an EP we did in the spring. Um, five songs, really great. Um, yeah, so that was really fun to make, and everyone who was involved in that was amazing. Um, yeah, and also the commonplace. Um, which is we have our Sunday gathering. That's where I'm helping out and being at with. Um, um, so everyone shout out to that. Yeah. And also we have an open mic once Ooh. a month, which is great in that yes. space at CrossFit Blue House. Third Thursday of every month, um, starting in the new year, we're going to do that. And that's just a great place. Again, if we talk about like working on your craft and having and then having times to go show it off. And mm-hmm. that's a great place to like show off your skills and what you're working on. Yeah. And it's like the most welcoming community ever. Like hey. Austin is the best. Yo, Austin mind. kills it in the MC. Yeah. he's Austin's best. like the Ryan Seacrest of, of, of North Portland. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> like he makes you feel like you won a million bucks every time you play. You're like, wow. Like I definitely messed up like a couple times. Like <laughs> you're just so amazing. You're yeah. like, all right, I did, I did. Austin's a G. Love that yeah, guy. Yeah, he's so great. So yeah. Shout out to Austin. Um, and then um, EP music. Yeah. Record label's still under wraps. We're still yeah, still working on it, but Commonplace Records, but that's still in the works in the beginning stages, but hopefully that'll come up through the more we're just working on EPs and music. You guys have a website? Like uh, yeah, the commonplacepdx.com. So that's okay, our perfect. website. Instagram, the Commonplace pdx um and then again apple music spotify amazon all that stuff the commonplace music and yeah. if they want to work with you specifically for a project can they reach out to you via your yeah, social they can yeah social media um at andy solomon facebook andres alejandro salomon or it's probably easier i'm i'm not a lot on social media but Just i shoot am a text. yeah yeah <laughs> shoot me a text but even more shoot me an email Andres A. Solomon. That's A-N-D-R-E-S-A-S-A-L-O-M-O-N at gmail.com. 
boom. That's probably the best way to reach me. And if, yeah, if you guys need any production, any beats, you know, any, any guitar, any, any freestyle, you know, I got it. I got you. Yeah. So just hit me up. Um, and especially if you live in North Portland or Portland area, I'm happy to hang out and meet up and yeah, and they'll probably just yeah. charge you with like beers and burritos, but yeah, you know. exactly. I'm, 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 I'm a simple guy. I got simple <laughs> loves, simple tastes, simple pleasures. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. then, awesome. That was so great. And we're, we're, we're about to, to yeah. Thanks. Thanks Steven for having me out, dude. And I'm excited for, um, what's going to be coming up and I'm excited to hear this, this, um, episode, dude. Yeah, it's so um, good. Yeah, so I can share it with all my friends. Sure. I can share it with my mama. Shout out to Melissa Solomon. I love you. You're the best. <laughs> to Melissa Solomon. Yes. So hey. good. Hey.